Hi, this is Bernie Dake. Welcome to the Salvation Army's Words of Life. Welcome back to Words of Life. I'm Bernie Dake. And I'm Cheryl Gillum. It is great to be with you and all of our listeners out there. We hope you are well. Absolutely. And as we begin to wrap up this series, Skeptics Welcome, just another reminder to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Throughout this series, we've been sharing links to some books and articles mentioned by Captain Ken Argot if you want to dive deeper into some of these topics. I think all of us as believers have heard this question from someone at some point. If there is an island of people who have never heard of Jesus, what happens to them when they die? Is it their fault they didn't know him? Hmm. Yeah, this is is one of those topics and conversations and questions that we have that um, at the end of the day, some of this is really just a mystery and we're not going to, you know, fully know Mm -hmm. everything. But I, I will say two things. First of all, there is something called natural revelation mm-hmm. where we see God in his creation. I mean, even if we've never heard of him, there's, you know, um, I, I just I have this picture in my mind of someone walking down, you know, in a woodsy area and feeling feeling this presence and close to God because they look and they see his mm-hmm. beauty, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's that's one thing. And, and then the other would be, we underestimate the the depth of God's mercy and His love for us, mm. right? And um, He pursues us. And so He is making a way, and He's going to make a way. I've heard of, um, of um, Muslims who have never known Christ, and they've had uh, dreams about Jesus coming to them. And, I mean, that is, that is a wonderful uh, gift that God gives, he, he is constantly speaking to us and speaking to, to his people who is, he has created, which is everybody yeah, in the world. Absolutely. I, for me, I, I just think it's hard to wrap my mind around the thought that there are people still on planet Earth that haven't heard of Jesus. I, 30 years ago in high school or college, I remember hearing a story about missionaries that went to some place in South America and were trying mm-hmm. to... Um, minister to natives that had were very violent and didn't want foreigners in their uh, land, but you know they, what the foreigners were bringing was the hope of Jesus Christ, and they persevered. Uh, in fact, unfortunately, several of them lost their lives, mm-hmm. but out of that was then born uh, that very thing: the the seeds that had been planted rooted themselves. They grew up through one of the elders, the leaders of the tribe, and and that w- became this evangelistic movement for that group who then w- were evangelized and, mm-hmm. you know, to God be the glory. Well, and I, I think it's, it brings us back to another thing that we need to focus on, which is we're called to be his witnesses. And so we need to make sure that we are being his witnesses whenever and wherever we can to testify um, about his goodness. Mm. And about the fact that he loves us and he cares for us Mm. and he wants us to be saved. Well, we've loved getting your feedback throughout this series, so please keep the conversations going. Comment on social media or send us an email, radio at uss.salvationarmy.org.
is lifted by our praise, life-giving, hope risen, when the name above all names is lifted by our praise, Well, good morning. Welcome to Skeptics Welcome. And just a reminder that this series was based on questions that you sent to us. So stop me if you've heard this question before. If there was an island full of children who never heard about Jesus and they died, would they still go to hell? Well, what about all those Canaanite children that were slaughtered by the Israelites when they entered the promised land? Are they in hell? And by the way, would God order such genocide? I mean, why would he destroy the earth with a flood if he's such a loving God? How could a God of love be so violent, so uncaring, almost so insecure? Man, I hate these questions. (laughs) Some of you have simple answers to these. You know, God doesn't send people to hell. People make their own choice and that sends them to hell. Or because they refuse to accept Jesus, they fail to receive his protection. You will note that heaven and hell are eternal destinations at the end of days. 
The Bible uses words like Sheol or paradise to refer to a place after death, Abraham's bosom, if you will. It's this type of belief that led to early concepts of purgatory and Dante's Inferno, that there's this holding place until final judgment is actually rendered. You know, the concept of Jesus descending into hell is based upon this as well, that upon his death on the cross, he went down and broke the gates of Hades and offered all those who were left behind before the cross a chance to experience his grace. Some might even bring up the case of Judas here. Judas betrays Jesus, but then he, when he realizes that he has been actually betrayed by the Pharisees, he goes and tries to make restitution. He wants to be redeemed. But the chief priests offer him no absolution, no redemption. And left in his own grief, he returns the money and commits suicide. Now, you've heard this, right? Those who commit suicide go to hell. Is that what we believe? Interestingly enough, in the case of Judas, he dies before the cross. And I imagine this story where Jesus enters hell and Judas is the first person he finds convincing him of grace and mercy. All I know is, on this stuff, I'm glad I don't have God's job. Because I know human nature. And we need a lot of reassurances. Listen. If saying, don't take your life or you'll go to hell, keeps someone from actually committing suicide, I'll say it. If, if a grave and dire warning to how taking life breaks the heart of God even angers him, I understand all this. But I also understand depression, my friends. And it doesn't always leave us in the right mind. And I fear that some are so darkened with Satan's lies that they can no longer hear the great truth of the gospel. They've been shamed, rejected, discarded, forsaken, so desperate to break the chains that they forfeit their life. It is a great tragedy, one that I can only assume God weighs with his grace and mercy. How do we answer this question? Sometimes I don't think we do. Sometimes I think we wrestle with people and the scriptures and just show them love. So what about these children on the forsaken island we talked about? My guess is actually some of them actually have a concept of God. And here's what I'm certain of. God knows them and loves them and will do whatever it takes to make himself known. Remember Romans chapter 1? All creation is revealed so that none is without an excuse. You see, Israel walked through this with God. I can't explain to you how the Israelites interpreted the idea of possessing Canaan that they might occupy and destroy everybody else as God's will. And you know what? I can't go back and rewrite history before the cross. What I do know is this. The kingdom of God has now come through a savior that no longer requires a physical land. God himself, in the presence of his son, came to die in our place, and then through the Holy Spirit now resides in us. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. So enough of spreading judgment and shame upon others. 
Let's let God sort that peace out. And let us not give up going to that island who needs to hear God's salvation. Let's stop spreading judgment and shame and let God sort all of that out. Let us stop with using fear as a tactic for conversion, but instead show love at every opportunity. Show grace with everyone who is stumbling and mercy for all those who simply need a break. And let's share good news for all the world, for the world has enough bad news already. And let's make sure that we go to that island where those children are still looking for a savior because somebody has to do it and God put his Holy Spirit in you. God bless you. Go in peace. The Salvation Army's mission, Doing the Most Good, means helping people with material and spiritual needs. You become a part of this mission every time you give to the Salvation Army. Visit SalvationArmyUSA.org to offer your support, and we'd love to hear from you. Email us at radio at uss.salvationarmy.org. Call 1-800-229-9965 or write us at P.O. Box 29972, Atlanta, Georgia, 30359. Tell us how we can help. Share prayer requests or share your testimony. We would love to use your story on the air. You can also subscribe to our show on iTunes or your favorite podcast store. And be sure to give us a rating. Just search for The Salvation Army's Words of Life. Follow us on social media for the latest episodes, extended interviews, and more. And if you don't have a church home, we invite you to visit your local Salvation Army Worship Center. They'll be glad to see you. This is Bernie Dake inviting you to join us next time for The Salvation Army's Words of Life.